0: Good morning and happy new month. It is the 1st of April 2021. I'm Lydia Lakoniero. Welcome to the News Around Uganda. In a first story, the Supreme Court has stayed the implementation of a court order which declared the appointment of a substantive judicial officer to an executive office before resignation as unconstitutional. Five justices led by the Chief Justice Alphonse Owindolo yesterday ruled that the said court ruling raises substantially important points of law which warrant court's consideration. On March 18th, Five justices of the Constitutional Court ruled that the appointment of the current Director of Public Prosecutions, Justice Jane Francis Abodo, and other institutions headed by judges in active service, such as the Judicial Service Commission and the Electoral Commission, is illegal and should step down with immediate effect. The Attorney General, being not comfortable with the court ruling, appealed before the Supreme Court and asked the justices to stay the implementation of the court order until when their appeal is heard. The Attorney General informed court that if the decision is not stayed, the criminal justice system in the country is in a crisis because all functions of the DPP, including the delegated powers to officers working under her, have been halted. He further stated that the Judicial Service Commission cannot conduct inquiries into events that occurred at the Supreme Court on March 17th and 18th, 2021, after the withdrawal of the Chagulanyi election petition, since the same are being managed by the chairperson of the Electoral Commission, who is also affected by the said judgment. Meanwhile, Leaders from the National Unity Platform have revealed that they lost 19 members during the presidential campaign period for the january general elections. Party Secretary General Lewis Rwongoya made the revelations while appearing before the Human Rights Committee of Parliament, which is investigating electoral violence and incidents of human rights violations during the just concluded elections. The party leaders who included the Deputy President of Central Region Mathias Mpuga, the Vice President Eastern Region John Baptist Nambeshe, and Deputy Secretary General Aisha Kavanda decried the acts of human rights violations on their supporters, which included throwing at them tear gas, abductions, arrests, denied to hold campaigns, among others. Rubongoya informed the committee that another 45 people lost their lives during the demonstrations in November, but unfortunately the perpetrators of these crimes have not been charged. The vice-chairperson of the committee, Agnes Tucker, challenged the party leaders on the violent nature of their supporters, to which Matthias Mpoga refuted, saying there is no proof that the people accused of violent actions are their supporters. Remember the regime raided our offices and took away t-shirts, caps and everything? Were, you able, were these complainers able to really decipher what the regime supporters and especially the paramilitary groups they have been recruiting over time were doing in the countryside? Were you able to tell... That in so many cases some of these planetaries were given new parapharia to turn around and terrorize citizens and he says he's not doing so. Also in the news this morning, the Uganda Women Parliamentary Association, together with non-governmental organizations such as Landnet, have urged the President to assent to the succession amendment bill that was passed by Parliament on Tuesday. The bill was tabled as a private member's bill by Mbarara woman member of parliament Rosette Mutambi Kajango and later joined by the government. It provides for the distribution of estates of the deceased persons and also guardianship of minor children. The Komi woman member of parliament Monica Amoding has dismissed claims that the law is aimed to benefit women saying the bill will benefit both men and women. She says that in the bill, a spouse of the deceased, whether a man or woman, will be entitled to 20% of the property, dependents will receive 4% and the heir will get 1% while the children will receive 75%. To to call upon Ugandans to appreciate and to receive this bill in good faith that it is all for our good as families, as Ugandans, and uh, it is going to help us mainstream a lot of issues that we've been having in our households, in our families Uh, in terms of uh, uh, preserving uh, property for the intestates, people who die without wills. So generally, the bill has come to encourage Ugandans to prepare life when they are not here, to prepare their families when they are not on earth. The Director of Access to Land Justice at LandNet, Bernadette Bakide, said the principal home will be for the widow or widower and says the law has made a provision for a guardian who will manage the property of the children and they have incorporated penalties for mismanagement of the properties. The law also provides for the appointment of testamentary guardians. This is appointment through will. All statutory guardians by a parent by both parents, which was not the case previously, for his or her child or a customary guardian by the family in accordance with the rights and customs. And also it puts emphasis that no one shall deprive a pers- another person of their parental rights. What you hear that mwana did not belong to our family. These ears are not all. No one has that right unless it is by court. Also in the news, the Archbishop of the Church of Uganda, Dr. Stephen Kazimba Mugalu, has called upon the government to allow children resume Sunday school services while following the COVID-19 standard operating procedures. Kazimba says the church can ably enforce the standard operating procedures among children to avoid the spread of COVID-19 because they are exposed to a lot of risky behavior at home where they are left by their parents. Kazimba made the remarks while delivering his Easter message at All Saints Church in Nakasero.
1: I also encourage the government to lift the restrictions on children coming to church. Just as children are returning to school, the church is very ready to receive our children for only one hour per week in an organized way that upholds the standard operation procedures. Our children need to be in church with their families. I still encourage everyone to worship daily at home.
0: Kazimba also requested the government to release the people who were arrested towards and after the elections if no charges have been preferred against them since their arrest.
1: We are grateful that some of the youth who mysteriously disappeared have been found and reunited with their families. We are also aware that there are still others who have not yet been found we stand with you in your grief and confusion. But take heart, we also appeal to the government to follow through with your commitment to find those who have have been abducted and return them to their families.
0: In Tesla region, midwives have been urged to be polite to mothers in maternity so they can embrace delivering in health units instead of local birth attendants. Midwives and other medical workers have severally been accused of being rude and hostile towards their patients, especially pregnant mothers. Christine Sifuna Akumu, a retired principal nursing officer at the Ministry of Health, observes that midwives should be welcoming to expectant expectant mothers. Akumu noted that hostile midwives drive teenage mothers to deliver from villages where there are no trained workers. And our health workers should change their behavior towards discriminating and sending away the young girls. But we are advocating for the customer care. Midwives need to have good positive attitude, need to create rapport at all levels so that they can get the information from clients, assess the client's needs and concerns, and see how to help them. The other way around is they should work with a smile they should f- examine clients and also give findings to these clients so that we get supportive management of this client she was speaking to midwives from 16 health facilities in Teso on how to prevent obstetrics fistula that has affected both teenage mothers and mature mothers in the country since the outbreak of coronavirus, nurses reported lack of time to sensitize the mothers about fistula. But this meeting reawakened them and they promised to start teaching mothers about the dangers of fistula. Alice Emasu is the executive director of Teriwode, a women's community hospital that specializes in the prevention and treatment of obstetrics fistula. There is a renewed commitment. Among all the teams to go and prevent obstetric fistula, to go and save our mothers, save our daughters from maternal mortality. I think this is, there's just been some kind of lack of information, and the, the era of COVID shattered all our hopes, and all of us were feeling like powerless, helpless. But today I think it has ended well. There are a number of activities, innovative interventions that we have agreed to be able to do jointly with the support of Wadi. In Kagadi district, health experts are concerned about the increasing number of mothers delivering babies with congenital abnormalities. Three mothers have given birth to children with exposed intestines in one month. Speaking to the new vision, the fathers of the babies revealed that they were shocked by the condition of their children who have been referred to Mulago Hospital for specialized treatment. Asimwe Alinda, the nursing officer of the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit at Kagadi General Hospital is now warning mothers against missing their antenatal care visits. She says the babies have been referred to Mulago National Referral Hospital for further management because Kagadi lacks specialized equipment and a doctor to handle such cases. In Kabale, two people in the district have died after a sand mine caved in and buried them underneath. Eli Mate, the Chigezi police spokesperson, identified the deceased as Edwin Nwagava, a resident of Nyachonga village, and Arini Simon, a resident of Rukaranga village. Mate says the incident happened yesterday morning when other miners went to Rukaranga sale site and discovered only jackets belonging to the deceased, only to be informed by their family members that they had gone to the sand mine. He condemned the continued illegal sand mining in the district. This Sand quarry is among many others where the cavalry administration stopped people from doing so because they are not supposed to tamper with the environment and secondly to avoid these issues and the cases of sudden death. In Gulu, Peter Akena, the bodyguard of Martin Ojarama Pendusi and sergeant-at-arms at Gulu District Local Government Council, was arrested on Monday afternoon, soon after he went to report about the loss of his gun at Gulu Central Police Station. Jimmy Patrick Okema, who doubles as the police political commissar and spokesperson for Aswa River Region, confirmed the arrest of the officer. He says the gun had 30 rounds of ammunition. The incident took place at Kasubi Goan Quarter Subward in Baadege Laibi Division in Gulu City on Tuesday afternoon. He said detectives went to the home of the suspect outside the police barracks to investigate the incident.
1: Um, This officer reported that around three when he went back home the phone is gone missing. And uh, when he brought that report to the police we had nothing much than first of all to take action by charging him and detaining him. As I speak now he's in our custody.
0: According to Okema, the disappearance of the gun poses a great threat to security in the region. Although Okema could not provide recent statistics of guns lost by security officers, he said in the recent past, officers were found to have lost guns into the hands of their spouses due to domestic issues.
1: Um, This gun is a threat. As long as it has landed in the hands of uh, a criminal or wrong person, it's a threat to our community and uh, we're going to do all it takes to recover this gun. Uh, following our previous cases that we've been seeing with security officers, sometimes out of uh, domestic issues between you and your spouse, finding your spouse speaking again, hiding it, this has been there. But uh, in this regard, we still don't know. That's why we want to go deeper and understand more.
0: Meanwhile in Yombe, the district leaders and the National Forest Authority have grilled the officer in charge of Environment Police in West Nile region. The meeting was held on Tuesday at the Office of the Resident District Commissioner. The RDC of Yumbe District, Caroline Agolere, who chaired the meeting in the presence of the District Internal Security Officer, the Sector Range Manager of NFA West Nile Robert Owen, the Acting District Forest Officer, and the Regional Police Environmental Officer Joel Dongo vowed to take action against anyone who promotes commercial charcoal business in the area we will deal with the culprits on ground whether someone on top is involved or not, that will not be our business our business is to deal with the culprits on ground and take them to the courts of law and in cases where officers that are in charge of these resources are involved in some of these uh, crimes, we will take action as a district and also present them before court because no one is above the law
1: I think all over Uganda, Ugandans
0: have taken these laws for granted, especially the enforcement officers, those in charge of these officers are abused these offices to either extract money from the forest produce illegally or extract money from those that are involved in this business. Robert Owen, the sector range manager at the National Forestry, said he received complaints about the officer in charge of environmental police shielding illegal charcoal dealers.
1: We are going to have it investigated by police and maybe when the file is ready it will be taken to court so that he's made to answer for his action. But we appeal those who are going to help
0: in doing the investigation to be patriotic and do their work just because if we are going to protect our own then we are not going to get a lasting solution to this problem.
1: I appeal to the police uh, force that uh, when members of the public or lead agencies like NFA raise issues of concern, pinning their uh, members or officials in uh, abating some of these environmental crimes, they should treat it with all fairness. Rather than trying to cover and think that this is our own, it will be embarrassing if we expose, because
0: that is where the problem lies. Charles Okoto, the Yombe DPC, pledged to arrest any officer implicated in charcoal business.
1: This is going to be investigated and any officer that is found involved, when I talk of an officer, I mean police officer, that is found involved in the charcoal burning is going to be arrested and will also be aligned in court because this is criminals.
0: And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. Good morning. Have a wonderful day.